Good morning. It is Monday, July 10th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, downer, big time downer here. Former Japanese Prime Minister Abe has been assassinated. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Gas prices are inching down, but only because demand is down. So the Biden energy policy is working. The move to electric powered cars and tractors kept moving forward. The Cubs, the Cubs won four series in a row, then got swept by the Dodgers in a four-gamer last week to bring reality back to center stage for the Northsiders. I'm back from a week of vacation, and there is no better way to get back up to speed than a conversation with Jim Wiesmeyer, Pro Farmer Policy Analyst. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. It's going to be a good week. We've got a lot of good reports coming out. You, I don't know about good, but USDA yeah. tomorrow on the WASD, et cetera. And then uh, we have Wednesday with an update CBI. on inflation, which should be higher than the 8.6% the prior month. I do want to put a plug in for the Minnesota corn growers. I'm going to be meeting them uh, with others uh for dinner tomorrow night in D.C., and I always look forward to that group because they come to town and, you know, talk to lawmakers. So that's real grassroots in play there, Jim. Very cool. Very cool. I've got a meeting tomorrow night uh, as well. Uh, dinner, maybe a cold latte or two. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, with Eggview Solutions over in Raleigh, Iowa. Looking oh. forward to that conversation as well. That's Chris Barron. You know Chris Barron. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's, he's you know, a very good guy and had some good meetings. Uh, I oh, was yeah. At, I was at one of them. Was it earlier this year? Phoenix. Phoenix down yeah. in Phoenix, right? Phoenix, yeah. You know, I also want to point out, oh, I'm getting Phoenix my new speech. Shed on his farm. It's not Phoenix, but, you know. Okay. I'm getting my new speech, you know, presentation ready, and I wanted to put in some positive news. And, okay. you know, I couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't find much. You know, so uh -huh. I'm still searching for positive news. Well, and then I came about where uh, the one positive news is I got a new hearing aid and I can okay. once again hear the birds chirping and the trees rustling. So that's oh. good news. Good stuff. Well, I had to get new hearing aids because all, all the noise in D.C. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're here for. We're here to sort it out. Yeah. If you want to be part of the conversation, there is a comments tab on your screen. Click on that and we'll uh, try to follow along. Good morning, Melody. It's good to see from you again, Jerry. Uh, good to see you. All right. Oh, Gary, we're going to get to your question for sure. For sure. When, um, uh, as we continue on the conversation, Jim Friday on the free for all, which Davis Michelson did a fantastic job hosting had you and, uh, uh, Sean Haney from real agriculture on there. Uh, you spent quite a bit of time talking about the impact of the assassination of, uh, Shinzo Abe, uh, former prime minister in Japan. Uh, just, uh, uh, a devastating blow to civility around the globe. Yeah, it was a shock to the nation. And I explained, uh, Chip, on AgriTalk, it's for Americans to understand what's happening in Japan. It's the shock that our nation uh, felt when President Kennedy 
was assassinated. It's yeah. the same thing. It was just uh, uh, not expected uh, the first time uh, for, for our generations. And, uh, and over the weekend, Sunday, they had their elections and his conservative party really got a mandate, not only right. a parliament, but, you know, both houses. So, and I, I like to point out that Abi uh, resurrected the Trans-Pacific Partnership. They renamed CPTPP after, you know, you know Trump wanted to do uh, uh, away with it. So he, right. and that is one of his many uh, accomp uh, accomplishments. Yeah, that was interesting. It, it was interesting to hear your description of how that all came about, Jim, that it was a presentation by Abe himself to President Trump that showed the importance and the value of that relationship, that trade relationship, as it stood between the U.S. and Japan, that that really reinforced uh, the that relationship, not only between Japan and the U.S., but Abe and Trump. Yes, absolutely. And it showed the personalities of the two and the give and take. Once you have a friendship involved, it's easier to give and take. And uh, uh, I think we saw that. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's talk about approval ratings, Jim, because I think this is here we are. We're into the second half of uh, the uh, the year in an election year. So approval ratings matter, and, oh, yeah. and they matter more and more all the time. 33%, 33%, and some polls are suggesting as low as 30%. New York Post, uh, the new one this morning, is 30% approve of Biden's job performance. And when you look at the competitive, there's only about 35 competitive districts in the House, Chip. And when you look at uh, his approval ratings in those districts, while oh. not as low as you just mentioned, they're below water. And so that's another signal, if you will, of the coming uh, House election looks like it's going to go, you know, toward the Republicans, maybe the Senate, you know, and it's going to be close. That's one of the many things. Now, the, the recent controversial uh, Supreme Court decisions, not only on abortion, but on environmental matters, probably will give uh, some Democrats in certain areas a boost. Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not that means a lot more people will come out remains to be seen. Right, right. Uh, so there we are at 33% approval, 57% disapproval rating on Joe Biden. And the, the New York Times poll shows that almost two-thirds of Democrats, two-thirds of Democrats want somebody other than Biden to run in 2024. Yes, but their poll also showed that in a direct uh, Biden-Trump re-election battle, uh, yeah. which probably won't happen, Biden still won by a few percentage points. Yep. You know, go figure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, some of the things from last week may blend into the weekend, things that, that happened over the weekend. But, Jim, my heart absolutely sank when I saw the pictures of wheat fields in Ukraine engulfed in flames. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it, it's heartbreaking. 
Yeah, and this is uh, that plus I think the markets putting in are renewing a weather market not only in the U.S. but in the in 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 Europe. Uh, they're they're heating up uh, big time over there. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the uh, strategy of uh, you know, Putin. Uh, yeah. He's done it in other countries, uh, Syria, etc. So. We're seeing he he will not stop until he gets what he wants. And where before you saw, I can see that a number of uh, countries beginning to change. Remember, not too long ago, uh, there was upbeat that uh, Ukraine could win this war. I'm not saying we're thinking that they're going to lose, but it's not going to be nearly uh, the timeline that people thought. This thing's going to drag out for years. Yeah. And it and we're the, the US is spending a huge amount of money uh in, in in support of Ukraine. Russia continues to move more aggressively in the I believe in eastern Ukraine where they do seem to have some sort of a a, a stronghold there uh, but we are sending another 400 million dollars in in uh in weapons to Ukraine to help in the defense. So in the meantime, uh, we've got the World Food Program says that uh, what is happening in Ukraine is going to push another almost 50, five zero million people into food insecurity, uh, threat of starvation. Yeah, this is not only as a result of Putin and the war there, but it's as a result of inflation and and uh, yeah. uh, other matters, Chip. And this br- bridges into a question that Gary, our, our, our viewer, had. Uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. What's his line? Uh, right. Sri Lanka. Is that our future if we continue on this green revolution, he says. Uh, it shows you the volatility in policy and how uh, uh, you know citizens around the world are 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 reacting. You know, so um, it's it's you know playing out in, in 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 the world arena. Oh, absolutely, and and it's it's not just Sri Lanka that is. Uh, I, I mean, Belgian farmers, Jim, are up in arms right now. Talk about cutting their fertilizer allocations talk about cutting their their land availability and turning it back to conservation cutting their land availability by 30 percent yeah it's the the well the dutch are are losing their minds over this yes and it could be a wave around the world i'm not going to deny that uh we're, we're seeing this is the this is the split that we're seeing in in more than a few countries now, where their longer term strategy is to go more for for green, but again they want to go to, to it like overnight. And we've yeah. seen that was the failure of the Biden's uh, energy policy. He he should have left uh, probably a decade to uh, you know get there, but he didn't. Yeah, you know Jim. I was all geared up and ready to call into AgriTalk on Friday morning for the free-for-all talking about this because Brian Deese, the week before, had made mention of the liberal world order and that high gas prices are something that we're just going to have to live with because it's, it's part of the agenda of the liberal world order and it's part of the process in getting us off of fossil fuels 
and and over to electric. It's a means to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you you started your morning update uh, real quick on on Ukraine because Jerry had a comment. Uh, yes, the USA is sending a lot of money for Ukraine, but is Ukraine actually getting everything that we are sending them? I don't know. No, no, there should be a tally, but that's later. Yeah, the accounting side of war is always ugly. Atrocious, yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and incomplete. I don't think there's any question about that because it, it, there's payoffs happening. You know that there is, and uh, trying to figure out exactly where all that money is going, if it's getting to the right hands or not, is, is really difficult. And Ukraine um, didn't have a good track record going into this. No, no, no not at all. Not at all. Um, shoot, now I forgot where I was going to when I the decided EVs. that I was... The EVs. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You led, you led this morning in your update, and you called it a tipping point yes. that U.S. car sales reached 5% EVs. Explain it. Well... When other countries, and there have been, I think, 18 other countries, when they have reached that 5% uh, of their car sales, new car sales being uh, uh, electric, uh, it usually takes off from that juncture, Chip. And so we're going to see. You know, Bloomberg had a real good story on this, and that, boy, that caught my eye. I thought I like to see trend type and potential mega change, you know, stories. And I think that this is it. Now, I know you're quick to point out, we don't have the infrastructure for it, but I do. I was think just typing. Did Bloomberg explain where we're going to get the energy? They really did. Well, I have to read more of it, but uh, you know, what is the point that we can go to while we're building that infrastructure? I, I would surmise, uh, Chip. Uh, maybe we can get into that twenty percent area uh, with the existing facilities that we have. Remains to be seen. And, and I'm seeing more and more cars uh, charging at the uh, at the supermarket I go to, uh, uh, Harris Teeter. Uh, so How do they pay I, for that? You know, I was going to, I'm going to interview a couple of people who are there because what they do, they drive up. Well, if they're Teslas, I don't think they have to pay anything. But uh, other cars do. Uh, I've seen a number of them leave the car, you know, charging, and then they go shopping. You know, so and by the time they come back, they probably have a quick charge. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah, especially if it's for free. Yes. <laughs> Do those cars pay taxes on road taxes to keep up the roads? They will eventually, but I don't think they do. But not now. No, that they... hasn't. That's not part of the plan yet. Uh, no. Huh? No. Hmm. It's called an incentive. Okay. <laughs> this whole thing just blows me away. It, well, that's going to be part maybe of uh, EPA's reset of the RFS as they bring the EVs into the The equation. Supreme Court, the Supreme Court has told us that agencies cannot make rules and regulations. But you have to look at the, I have to reread, and that's another question for the biofuel proponents that you have on AgriTalk. Uh, within the language of the RFS, uh, did Congress uh, give uh, EPA, Energy, USDA, 
uh, you know, the authority to do what it looks like they're going to do post uh, 2022. Maybe okay. they did. All right. Talk about uh, the interview with the John Deere CEO in Forbes. Yeah, well, it was one of the, the it's very revealing. Uh, John May, I think is his name. I, I'm just going on memory right now. But boy, he was optimistic on battery use for tractors. What did he say in four years, I think? Yeah. And and then he talked about the, the, the uh, artificial intelligence uh, in their subscription service where uh, it can identify uh, weeds and uh, cut the use of herbicides by 90%. Jeff. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's so fantastic. That's yes, that's an eye opener. So more of their growth in the future is going to come with what they call subscriptions, you know, for their, you know, services. So yeah. uh, he, he was picked as one of the top, what, 50 CEOs. So I think it's must reading, you know, Barron's. Yeah, yeah. Some of the questions that I've got on the, the electric tractors, electric combines and so on. What about the guys that are spread out even five miles from operation to operation? Uh, if you're five miles away and your light starts blinking, that your charge is almost out. Uh, you know, the way things stand right now, you just bring the fuel truck in and you fill it up and, and off you go. Do you have to conserve and get back to the shop and get plugged in? Are you going to carry around a 10 ton battery? that is a portable charging station. What's that going to cost you? I mean, no. I know how much the, the 20 volt battery is that you put on, on a driver. It, 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 how much that costs. I can't imagine what a 10 tonner would cost to recharge a battery. Well, we've challenged our producer, Joe Stackler to get someone from John Deere so we can ask those questions and we will. Very good. Very good. Okay. Um, let's see, we had better move to the week ahead because there is going to be more talk this week about, okay, let's start with, with president Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia. What are your expectations? Well, when you have to write an op-ed, which he did for the Washington Post to explain why you're going to visit, amongst other countries, Saudi Arabia, you know it's a sensitive issue, Chip. And I don't care if they're saying publicly that they're not going to talk that much about oil. They will, of course. So, And he came into, when he was running for president, he called Saudi Arabia a pariah, a young country. Yeah. So... Uh, that tells you the turnaround, you know, what with the oil price situation. Of course, he's going to ask, you know, Saudi Arabia to boost their production. Right. Right. Uh, 60 Minutes had an interesting focus on Saudi Arabia last night. I don't often recommend 60 Minutes, but this was actually pretty interesting watching. Uh, so... If you get a chance, go back and take a look at that. It it uh, exposes a lot of the corruption that has has already taken place in Saudi Arabia and continues, I'm sure. Uh, Secretary Yellen, this is midweek. She's going to be overseas. She's going to be in Tokyo, I believe, on Wednesday. And then at the end of the week, it is Indonesia for a G20 meeting. 
if she hadn't been as vocal as she has been on some issues, I wouldn't include this in the update for the week ahead, but she has been vocal. And now that she's overseas, it, it will be interesting to see how other countries and other uh, economic leaders react to what is happening in the U.S. Yes, and one of her key goals, Chip, is to sell other countries on capping Russia's oil price. Yeah. That's loaded with potential volatility because Putin still holds the leverage at this particular time. Not in the long run, but in the short run, uh, he may just decide to throttle back production even more. And then, then you're off to the races on uh, oil again. Right. Okay. Uh, lawmakers are back, right? Both the House and the Senate this week? The Senate back today, the House tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Uh, but they have a lot of things to grind out. Right, right. I, I believe in the Senate they're going to be working on a bill called USICA, the China bill. What's yes. the status there? Well, the, the problem with that now, that's really the, to, to put billions of dollars into boosting our you know semiconductor capacity, which I think will eventually pass some way, somehow. Yeah. But the minority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, has said he will stop it uh, in the Senate if the Democrats continue their approach toward another reconciliation bill that will, right. will be a combo of uh, aid, uh, new energy deal language, uh, Obamacare provisions, extensions. However, the Democrats in Congress is saying, well, this USICA or the China bill has already passed the Senate. It's now in conference, Chip. What some in the Democrats want to do is take the Senate-passed uh, China bill over to the House and just pass that. Some House Democrats are saying, well, then they won't get to put all their potential changes in that bill. So that's something that we're going to have to monitor. So they could get the uh, you know, semiconductor bill through if they go that approach. But uh, McConnell says, uh, and it usually, usually follows through, that he'll stop it if 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 they don't, you know, use this maneuver against him. Okay. Uh, staying on the reconciliation bill here for just a moment, Jim, because there are some prescription. You mentioned the extension of some of the Obamacare. That's yes. set to expire January one. It goes all the, It goes back to to COVID aid, right? Yes, and big time. It's some more yeah. than a few people would see their, uh, you know, bills go up as far as health care. So I, I just think this is near the top of the list that Biden and other Democrats want to, uh, you know, to 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 get cleared now. And this is why the number one bill I'm monitoring, Chip, is the reconciliation bill. The majority of people and analysts are saying they still don't see this going through, which gives me uh, a little more ump that'll probably happen. Uh, yeah. Because of the Obamacare provisions, uh, the Green New Deal language that includes yeah. right away. We don't have the final language on the energy. It, 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 at least temporarily, it includes those incentives for sustainable aviation fuel. And that's big yeah. time for, for, for the years ahead for soybeans as we, right. as we crush for oil in the future. Absolutely. Uh, there's another reason to view 60 Minutes from last night. They had a special on the supersonic jet travel and trying to get rid of the boom 
Can you believe that? Mm. Trying to get rid of the sonic boom in travel so that they can, so that uh, you can commute from LA to New York. If if that's what you would, would like to do. Um, It's an interesting concept, but sustainable aviation fuel is a big part of the, the future in that supersonic air travel. So it's, it's really interesting. Again, over the weekend, I watch, these are the types of programs I watch over the weekend, Barron's Roundtable. Yep. And they had a big segment on soybeans, uh, yeah. on, on the crushing side, on the oil. And they mentioned the uh, uh, big increase in, in capacity that I know you've discussed on AgriTalk yeah. many times. And this is building in, he said, to a big growth for certain companies in the soybean processing area. You, you know, they mentioned a couple firms. And as far as I can tell, they got more things right in that that segment than they got wrong. Yeah. Which is a which is a win anytime yes. that it gets outside the ag media. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Good stuff. It it really was good stuff. Okay. Uh, any tax issues in that reconciliation bill that we need to be aware of? Well, there are some taxes and they have to, uh, there's two people that they have to sign off on those. And that would be the centrist Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia and, uh, the Arizona, you know, Senator, uh, Kirsten, uh, yep. uh, so, uh, the, 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 yeah, 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 Kirsten cinema. I don't think the final language has been written, but there will be tax increases. Now they'll want to target it to the so-called rich and other things. They got to be very careful on that because as you well know, this is not the right time to be increasing taxes on anyone, you know, going into what looks to be a recession or a growth recession at the best. Right. Okay. Anything from last week or over the weekend that we've missed? Well, you know, our back page of Pro Farmer highlighted the decision coming. Uh, the first major trade policy decision is lowering some of these U.S. tariffs on China. Yes. And yeah. uh, and we we worried a little bit that there may have been an announcement uh, Friday after we went to press. But I told Brian Grady, the editor of uh, you know Pro Farmer, uh, they don't move that quick, Brian. And now over the weekend we had the Commerce Secretary saying that they briefed the president that a decision will be made soon and biden said on sunday that a decision has still not been made and he's going to be traveling you know this week so i think they're going to chew on that a little bit but it looks like they're only probably going to reduce the tariffs by 10 billion dollars chip of the over 300 billion uh uh, so uh, it may make some consumer goods more affordable you know, for education, supplies, et cetera. Yep. But, but even the Commerce Secretary, uh, you know, admitted that it, it uh, you know, won't mean much to uh, on, on the inflation front. Exactly, exactly. Uh, let's wrap up some of the comments here before we get to the close here from Starro. Uh, and Sri Lanka's starving population is being completely ignored. I, I don't, is that fair to say that it's being completely ignored, Jim? Well, by many in the press in the U.S., but you go internationally. You yeah. look at the Financial Times of London. Uh, yep. it's, it's a big story around the world. And that's the feature of U.S. writers. Uh, they'll, they'll tend to be very insular. Uh, but when you read the international press, it's, it's, it's out there. It's oh, out absolutely. There. The Economist, the Financial Times newspaper, 
etc. And they showed the pictures of the demonstrators in the president's you know, you know swimming pool over the weekend kind of an odd pool party but uh, it's it's big time and that can spread as we indicated earlier in you know Gary's question that uh, yeah. we're it, it just we're into so many critical areas around the world not just in the US that uh, you know, you know the book is being written it's yeah. just being written exactly exactly melody says Maybe we're going to see electric tanks and armed personnel carriers, which is true. Uh, it, it especially on the uh, personnel carriers, as I understand it, it is not for combat vehicles, but the the goal is to get the military's vehicle fleet over to electric ASAP. Yes, yes. I hope they've got. The, I, I hope they've got an electric vehicle truck that's big enough to pull the diesel generator that's going to be needed to produce the energy for the electric out, you know, out in the field. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to, I hope I live to see the day where you buy your first EV. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, at some point, I know I will. Yeah. I know I will. I, well, at least I hope I live that long. Up. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you want to have the infrastructure backup. Oh, backup? <laughs> infrastructure backup? I want to have the infrastructure in place. How about Germany saying, hey, you know what? Hmm. Natural gas is a green energy now. Yes. <laughs> well, if that's the approach that we're going to take here, and we're going to put up a bunch of natty gas electric plants. Now we've at least got a plan. Yes. Right. As things stand right now, there is no plan to do this. Yes. Uh, you also saw a pickup last week, Chip, of the complaints that we're exporting our natural gas. And then there was word, uh, evidence of uh, uh, some of the strategic petroleum reserve yep. uh, oil going to China. Yeah. Uh, you just hey, the only stuff up. The only way that you can get rid of a reliance on fossil fuels and crude oil is to get rid of the crude oil. Yeah. That's what's going on there. I just Now, hey, uh Deanne is wondering about Biden's tariff talk again. Highlight that again. What's the status on that? Well, it's pending a review by the final decision by President Biden. Uh so he it's uh uh analysis by paralysis or vice versa you know they keep studying it but to me it looks like they will announce a decrease in the tariffs yeah. but it's not going to be near the level that some proponents uh, want uh exactly. he's going to protect his labor unions in the steel tariffs jim right right all right jim we are out of time i feel like i'm back up to date and ready to go and hit the week running buddy Thank Here you. we go. Here we yeah. go. And in the week ahead, in the week ahead, don't forget, we got the supply and demand reports coming on Tuesday. And then that CPI that you mentioned very early on in the in the conversation, Jim, Wednesday. that comes on Wednesday. That uh, that that one's going to be very important, not yes. only for the equity markets, but I believe for the, the commodity markets as well. Today on AgriTalk, we've got machine repeat, of course. We're going to get a weather update on that hot and dry weather forecast from the folks at BAMWX. And we are going to be talking about Poet's new relationship with the Navigator CO2 pipeline. Hmm. All right. I may have to listen in. That's a controversial one. 
And uh, we'll find out exactly why Poet has decided to team up with Navigator uh, on the CO2 pipelines. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.